0: And now
1: weighing in out of the blue
0: corner, John the Punk
1: Thompson, hundred percent. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCurdy. Nice.
0: Well, hello to everyone, and I am sorry that the Punk is putting spit into his hair right there. That was disgusting. But we are here with the Weighing In podcast, and we got a lot to talk about. We had UFC 285 and the return of a Mr. John Jones. We also had some great fights going on throughout. We had Alexa Grasso shocking the world and pulling off a huge win, upset win, I'll say, against Valentina Shevchenko, taking the title, becoming the flyweight champion. That's a great shakeup in that division. My man, you got Tree Crew Industries. You're
1: cutting trees. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I'm not sure the words trees mean what you think they mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um what a shocking night. There was uh there was some was good great stuff. Night. There was some nights that we or some fights that we thought were gonna go the way it we were, and some that just I don't think the world expected to see. Hello. But it was a it was a good night of fights. I was I was pretty impressed. I mean Everyone should expect a good score from Josh Thompson today on the uh, on the overall. I think it was. I think it was a good night, John. The like as much as I want to, t- you're speechless. I you're am speechless. I am. My which God! Is, which oh, is everyone. Very rare, I want which everyone is.
0: to just recognize this moment and take it in because this is yep. special.
1: It's well, it's four in the morning, John, and we're filming this podcast to make sure it gets out on time for the rest of our fans. So,
0: all right, there you go.
1: We are dedicated, and you've got to leave today, right? Where are you going today, uh, by the way? Uh, my mom's dying, so I got to uh, go up and see her into Portland, Oregon. So, uh, it's all right. This is life. This is what happens. I was just visiting my grandmother up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And just like, yeah, I know. It's just, I know it's going to get us all, but it's just one of those things. I'm I'm figuring out ways to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think man. it happened. I'm it's sorry, right. It's not easy. I know. I mean, oh, I didn't want to talk oh. too much. It's, it is one of those things. It just, like, man. my grandmother and I were really close. Both my grandmothers and I, that was pretty much raised by both of them, you know. Dad was a workaholic, so dad was always working. Grandmas kind of raised me, so... Uh, and then she's my last one. So it's kind oh, yeah. of a, it's like one of those things. Nah, yeah, no, Super frustrating. But uh, Portland, Oregon, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, no, I, well, hold on. I have to go fly into Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Might go and say hello to the American gangster there in the nah. West. London. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but I have to drive to the coast because she lives out on, I want to say seaside. seaside I know where seaside is. Yeah. It's you know seaside's yep, at? Yep. I do. Yeah.
1: It's beautiful out there.
0: Yeah, that's what they say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Ah, yeah. uh, Seaside. Seaside. great kind of, most of the time. Yeah, you got Lincoln. You got Lincoln Seaside. They're called kind of up up kind of along that coast there. Yeah, yeah. You're probably about I'd say 40 minutes away from the airport, right? Yeah, about an hour and yeah, 40 about 4k. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been there since 96. Yeah, right. Sorry. Last yeah. time I was at Seaside it was in 96. Oh, Dave, so were, you, were you born yet, Dave?
0: Yeah, I, I, I six, Dave.
1: Yeah. yeah, you were okay. I just wanted to know. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez, I could be Dave's daddy. <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> I could definitely be Dave's daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't be a very good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, trust uh, me. You would not have the mouth that you have. On I, you yeah, right now. exactly. <laughs> I'd have <whoop> that ass. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Luke Rockhold tells this story, right? His dad's a big guy. And Luke tells this story about he was uh he got spanked as a kid or something like that one time. And his brother, I don't know if you know his brother was a professional surfer, a really good one. Yep. And Luke, uh you know, he can surf, he can skate, he does all the things, but um Luke had said something to his dad. And uh before he could turn and run away, his dad reached around and fucking went to SWAT him and Luke tried to run away at the same time. (laughs) And when he went to run away, he oh like he went to take a big step. And his dad's a big guy. His dad's got a huge hand. He's like it he like basically covered his whole ass. But what happened was cause he stepped away, his two fingers wrapped around and fucking hit his balls. <laughs> 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 and he said, he goes for like for like four or five days his fucking balls were swollen. Like uh, <laughs> it's like they it just hit him in the right spot, the fingers wrapped horrible. around. Oh man. He he's so funny, man. Rockhold's one of those guys, he comes out with some of these fucking stories, man. He's hilarious about like when he was a kid. Oh, it was just so funny. <laughs> you see his dad and his dad's his dad's I think like six four, six five, something like that, but a big guy. So it's hilarious, man. Oh, I just can't every time I think of someone getting spanked, you know, <laughs> for some oh, that's reason the, that's called the reverse spank. Yeah, that <laughs> that's a bad that's a bad thing. <laughs> that just pops up in my head. I mean, can you imagine? Woo! Ah, Ah, uh, all right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into some uh, some of these fights, right, uh, Dave? Let's do it. Let's do it, my man. Let's do it. So go uh, ahead. I don't John. know if
0: we should talk about this first one. It was really very fast. It wasn't very yeah. really good. No. <laughs> the return of John Jones against Cyril Gunn, Josh. This went exactly like we said. I said if it hits the ground, he ain't gonna get up, and it's gonna be over because there's just a huge wrestling difference. And it was proven. Mm-hmm. You know, and and as soon as John came out and came out pressing hard and you could see that he was walking him down, it told you everything. Because Gon's in that position where, he, look, he he's elusive on the feet. He moves very well. All of that good stuff. But just the pressure from John told you, I know how to beat you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and lay back and let you move around me and, and and decide where these engagements are going to take place. I'm going to create the engagements. I'm going to create what's going to happen here. And you're going to have to respond, and you better respond the right way. And it just it is what it is. It's tough when you're facing a guy that can fight at any range and fight well and is smart in their planning, smart in their attacks and executes you know what they're supposed to do. That's why, you know, there's no doubt he he, he puts himself in that position mm-hmm. of, and we've always said, he's the greatest fighter of all time. Is he the greatest of all time? Well, you can take a look at everything that goes along with that. But the dude can fight, man. He is mm-hmm. so good.
1: Yeah, there's, I don't think anyone's ever doubted his abilities. I think his outside stuff has gotten in the way, you know. Yeah, um, a little bit. It interfered with his likability, and people will hold that against him, and, um, he's got that Jekyll
0: and Hyde personality yeah. though, because there's times he can be so, you know, so endearing and so oh, absolutely. he's kind to people and does things. And then there's that time he pulls out the I mean, he's the perfect, you know, podcast Dave guy. Mm-hmm. He likes the wrestling heel and he likes being but, the dude who's but just he can fight us. But he can fight. Podcast Mm -hmm. David can't fight. I'm not comparing. Hold on. I'm not comparing John and Podcast David in the fighting realm. No.
1: I'm talking about the guys that like to push buttons and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, John, there's so many things that I I I guess I I would like to do like a really really big deep dive on considering him the GOAT. But I know that I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, like, oh, you're just. It doesn't matter what they're gonna say. I don't even care what they say anymore. Um, it just I I I with even if it wasn't John, let's just say it was Dan Henderson or say it was Randy Couture, or say it was somebody like that, yeah. I would still feel the same way. And you know, you you and I have had these conversations.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that yes, I can say he's the goat. But I look at I look at Guys in the one seventy pound, one fifty five, one forty five, one thirty five. DJ is in a, like one of the he, he the, there wasn't a talent level. He falls kind of under the same as yep. as Anderson Silva two hundred five, you know, and even moving up the heavyweight. There is a lack of options in top quality of fighters now. Everyone's like, "Well, John Jones fought Shogun Hua. He fought." I said, "Yeah, he fought good guys, but they were also kind of towards. I wouldn't say they're towards the end, but they definitely weren't in their prime." You know, Shogun had a lot of miles on him before he even got to the UFC. That's and true. and I'm going to be and I'm going to be very honest about this. Let's they came over from Pride, and it said in our contracts when we fought there, we do not test for steroids. It yeah. said that in Pride. Yeah, Pride in Pride said that, Yes, yes yeah. in Pride. And you saw the drop off in the abilities of the Pride fighters right when they came. You know, not all, not all. And it wasn't,
0: but it wasn't. Like I don't think, thing.
1: I don't think Quinn Jackson ever took. I don't think he ever did. You look at Quinn. I don't think he ever needed to. The guy was fucking just beasting <laughs> everywhere. It didn't matter. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think. I don't think Quinn ever did. But there's, you know, you, you, some fighters. You know. Um. You just saw them drop off, and I look at. I look at the level of competition. Um, those guys at 185. Not all, like they're just—they're not as well-rounded as the ones at 170, 155, 145, 135. There you go, going back to it. I, I have You're going to going back. I have no. to.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: I, I have to go. go I have to go to the fact that, like, look, Shogun Hua—he wasn't a great grappler. He had great kickboxing, good takedown defense, and good ground and pound. A lot of that was from Pride, though. When he got to the UFC, it was more of a stand-up fighter, and kind of, you know, he had a good short stint of a run who john or, not john uh, dave pull up uh john jones's record please mm-hmm. you know where do you want to start uh start yeah, where yeah 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 I, I get i
0: get it calm down guys calm mm-hmm. down. well i mean you can, i mean no seriously i mean you can start and say you know you can do it start with his ufc record mm-hmm. if you want but take a look at the names that are on that list this yeah. is where when you're sitting there saying and this is you know dj I think DJ's skill set is one of the greatest skill sets I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. On an MMA fighter. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But the level of competition that he was able to compete against never met his status, you know, to a point. Dominic Cruz, you know, Dominic beat him. He had to go up and wait for that and stuff. There's a couple in there. But overall, you look and you go, all right, he's got the win against Henry Cejudo, and he looked fantastic mm-hmm. in doing it. The body shots were just unbelievable. But he just didn't have that, you know, basically a plethora of, mm-hmm. look at the names. Okay, so if we take a look at the names, you know, his second fight in there was Stefan Bonner, right? And this is when people didn't really know who John was, and, and the, it was not only the way he beat Stefan Bonner. Mm-hmm. It was the things he did in that fight if you remember that spinning elbow attack that basically hit you know stefan tried to step into it which made him hit kind of towards the back Mm -hmm. of it but i mean just flopped him to the ground and just just manhandled him and we we know that you know stefan wasn't the greatest fighter in the world but goddamn he could fight and he was tough as hell he was tough you know you then you look the whole matt hamill thing and you know the That's the one mark on his record, and Mm -hmm. we've kind of gone over it. But Matt Hamill was known for his wrestling. Yeah. Everyone knew that Matt Hamill could wrestle. And how did John, you know, hurt him? He hurt him by picking him up and dropping him to the mat and dislocating his shoulder. Mm -hmm. He out-wrestled Matt Hamill. Brandon Vera at the time was this, you know, guy that everyone thought, you know, oh, he was talking about winning two divisions and all this stuff, but we did know that Brandon – in the striking, his kicks and everything, man. He could fight, man. He could mm-hmm. he could hurt people. And he went on and you know had a great career in other places. Vladimir Matyashenko, how good of a wrestler Fantastic. was the janitor. Fantastic. Okay, we're talking world class at one time. Okay. I mean, man handled him like it was nothing, right? Ryan Bader had an unbelievable career, mm-hmm. but John walked through him. Mm-hmm. Then he gets the title shot. And I think he was 23 years old when he got that 23, 24. Yeah. Josh. Think about when you were 23, 24. Yeah. Just your mindset and things. Yeah. I mean, and this is part of what John's problems been because these things came when he was very young and it's hard to handle the same, the things that are coming with being the champion and stuff. Mm -hmm. If you're not, you know, super mature, but you know, he then beats Quentin. And, and, and the one thing I love about Quentin is Quentin's always honest about it. So he, he does not like John, but says he's dirty, but says, I was never so prepared for a fight in my life. I knew I was going to beat him. And he goes, he just dominated me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, Lyoto Machida, that fight, you know, Lyoto won that first round. We talked about that before. You know, mm-hmm. Leoto was actually doing well. John changes it, takes over and says, nope. And puts him out with the choke. Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans is a great fighter. All these guys. I mean, it's a who's who. If you're taking a look and saying champions, he's got a ton of champions mm-hmm. that he beat. You know, and yes, Shogun Hua was not the same fighter, you know, in the UFC that he was in Pride. He was not as exciting. He just wasn't the same, you know, didn't have the same capabilities. But he was the champion when John beat him. Yeah. You know? I get it. You can't take anything away. I'm not. Okay, and and let's talk about grappling ability. How good of a grappler is Jon Jones? You're going to tell me that there's any lightweight that grapples better? You're going to tell me there's any welterweight? Because there's a guy that you know really well in Daniel Cormier. He's a pretty goddamn good grappler. Good wrestler. Okay? Good wrestler. Jon manhandled him. Yeah, not a good grappler. (laughs) I know what you're saying is the difference, but
1: John is a good grappler. No, I, I get He's that. got submissions. I get it. Uh, look, like I said, he fantastic wrestler. Fanta- he showed that against DC and other fighters. He's fought from Matt Hamill yep. to other fighters. He's fought. He showed he showed he's a fantastic jiu-jitsu guy. I think that's what's going to set him apart from every other heavyweight he fights. Give me the none of those heavyweights have jiu-jitsu. None of them. The only but, one that ever had jiu jitsu in the heavyweight division was Verdum, Fabricio. Fabricio Verdum, mm-hmm. and then Nogueras. But yeah, but as they got older, the jiu jitsu was not like it was when they were in Pride. No, it just wasn't. They became stand up guys. Whether it was because their backs, whether it was because of their shoulders, whatever it was, just it was on the mat of- is a lot of a lot of injuries, a lot of yep. It affected their performances. Um, it, Ryan Bader, like good wrestler, not a great wrestler, but a good wrestler. Fantastic, you know, but in the heavyweight division, th- that definitely helps. And you yeah. saw it, you saw it like last night pretty much with uh, with uh John. Once once he gets you down, just has, sags on you, hangs on you, controls the positioning. I mean, he's he's phenomenal. There's no there's no doubt about it, John. I'm not talking about like that's the saying. I can't take I can't say he's not a good fighter. I, I'm not saying that. I can't say he's not the most, probably one of the most, if not the most skilled person ever in the cage. I'm not saying fight IQ. Someone tried to say the other day, I was trying to remember who it was. I think it was Chael said that he doesn't have. a. Oh, Anthony Smith said he doesn't have a really great fight IQ. It's okay. okay he's fucking. Me. And I'm like, his fight IQ is pretty spectacular. God damn. Yeah, and so it was an interview I think on Morning Combat I was watching, and he, uh Anthony Smith said, "No, I'm going to get murdered for this, but you know he does. He's not. He's not that good." I'm like, "Oh no, he is. Oh no, he is." And he's like, "Yeah, his fight IQ is just okay." And I'm like, "Oh uh, no, no. He actually that's what sets him apart from everyone is that his fight IQ is fantastic." Yeah. Now I look, it could be the other way. I could say his fight IQ is horrible if he was trying to fight at everyone else's strengths and wasn't winning, but yeah. he's fighting at everyone else's strengths. And winning. And so that's, he had some problems along the way, like the Gus thing. He tried to keep it on the feet quite a bit, and the Gus was prepared for the occasional takedown, and that backfired a little bit. And, uh, you know, but it ended up being a close fight. He still got the win. And that's the most important thing is that fighters at his level, when they're not feeling it or having a bad night or it's not going their way like they normally are used to, is that they still get the W. And that's what sets that's what sets world-class or goat talk or that's what sets those fighters away from everybody that's else right. is yeah. they can still manage to get the win no matter the circumstances while they're in there making adjustments I look at like I said the fighter Shogun wasn't the same guy that he was in, in pride didn't have didn't have never really had a top-level grappling Quentin Jackson Mainly stand up, big slams, you know, that type of stuff. Not a jiu jitsu guy at all. We know that. No. The Otomo not a jiu jitsu guy. People could say he is. I'm sorry. I've grappled with him. I've trained with well, him. Well, he's not. Look,
0: he's not. I understand. Yeah, He's not a great jiu jitsu, but he's got good he yeah. defense. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. It's striking on the ground that gives him more problems than anything. Yeah. Not yeah the he, submission attempts.
1: Yeah. His, yeah. His, no, but I'm saying, yeah, his submission game is not. Can you scroll up a little bit more? So you have yeah, Rashad. Not, not Rashad. Super. Phenomenal, phenomenal wrestler. Good strike. He at that time at that level, he was a fantastic striker. Very mm-hmm. good striker. Yeah. Um, you know, his wrestling and striking kind of worked together. Jiu Jitsu, yep. mm, you know. Gus, Gus shocked the no, world. No, no, Vitor. Oh, sorry, Vitor. Sorry, Vitor. Vitor almost tapped him with the arm bar, right? And then he got out, and then the size and the and the abilities of him to control and the who, top and, position.
0: And he tapped Vitor.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So the size of the size, yeah, I get it. Vitor's good, but we look back now at Vitor's grappling game. That was the only time he ever really got close to a submission. Well, and, I'm not no I'm in not in his fighting about that. In, You're right. in his fighting career. Like he had <laughs> some, he had some earlier he, in his. That's
0: because er- he had this thing called power and fast hands. Yes, <laughs> It was pretty simple.
1: Um, you know, Chael, I think just Chael was too small. John is okay. just a big guy. and That his, was that was the throw-together fight. Yeah. Did you see Chael's uh, his response? He says, man, I had more juice running through me than the Tropicana. <laughs> when I fought John Jones. <laughs> oh, I started laughing. <laughs> uh, Glover Teixeira, fantastic fighter. Good on the ground. I would say he's probably the most well-rounded guy that I think John ever fought. Good striker. Great jiu-jitsu. Good wrestling. Like he's probably if I go through this list of all the fighters, he is probably the most well-rounded fighter that he fought. He's one of them. Yeah, good I mean, wrestling. He, you're right. You know, uh, good wrestling. Guys he had good boxing, good kickboxing. He put it together really well. You know, yeah. We're finding out now, later on in life, that he's his grappling is top, next level when it comes to the two hundred five pound division. But I, I looking, at, I think a little bit of this is too is that at two hundred five. They're weak in the grappling a little bit. Some of them are weak in the wrestling. There's fantastic wrestlers on here. But then if they're good in wrestling, they're not fantastic in the jiu-jitsu department. And that's where Glover set himself apart. That's why he had 40. How old is he? 44 now? But again, take
0: a look at that list that we're looking at. This is is Mm -hmm. the whole point. If you take a look at from, you know, let's say, let's say from when he won the title against, you know, Hua. Mm -hmm. And you look at it. The weakest fight that he had, if you're going to say weak, you know, as far as opponent would have been Chael because Chael was, you know, a blown up 185 er. you know, that would have been a guy that never really fought at 205 much. And then, you know, later on in his career did, but I would have said
1: OSP, but
0: no, no, that's after,
1: you know, that's after
0: fucking Chael. And and if you're going to be honest, OSP, he was a natural light heavyweight, a lot of skills as far as everything. And he went the distance with him. He was big. I, you just look and you go, man. Everybody on that list really had a name, mm-hmm. and was someone that you go, he's a good fighter. Now he, had, do some of them have holes in their game? Sure, you know.
1: Very. How many fighters don't? Yeah. But, but see, that's that's the difference. though, John, is I'm not allowing the name value to get in the way. Like, I, and I'm not s- allowed it to. It's, it's
0: it's as simple as this. If you really look and you're honest about this. Mm-hmm. George St. Pierre is probably considered the guy that's the best. And, and part of this is getting out at the right time, not taking yeah. fights, you know, well into your, you know, f- you know, 40s now and, and you're just, you know, trying to hang on and stuff like that. You know, Anderson was great at one time, but you can't put Anderson no. as the greatest. And I love the guy, man. He's, he's a friend of mine, but based upon everything that, you know, towards the end of his career, no, you know. Too many losses, too many things happening. Okay. You take a look at what John's done. And, and I would say that George St. Pierre is the closest one. But he's got two losses, Josh. And they were fucking losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tapped out to Matt Hughes when Matt put a fucking straight arm bar and he did it, you know. It wasn't even on s- yet. <laughs> yeah, one second left in the yeah, damn round. Yeah. And he was tapping. And then he had the fight against Matt Sarah that I don't think he took. I can tell you that in the back he was not prepared to fight.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: had problems with management. He was not happy. Yeah. There was all kinds of things happening. Okay. But these are the things that we're talking about as when you're the champ, you find ways to win in those situations. And John has. Yep. And you you look and you go, Hey, as good as George was, John, by winning that heavyweight championship belt. Mm-hmm. He just cemented himself <clears throat> as the greatest MMA fighter, yeah. There is.
1: Well, you could also take like for me. I, you said with the Matt Hughes Matt Hughes uh, GSP fight, with one second left, he's tapping before the arm is even straight. Okay, you know, and he's tapping the air. That, if I look at like when John Jones fought Chael Sonnen, his toe was basically ripped off. Mm-hmm. And he finished the round, and luckily he did because at the end of that, the doctor probably, probably would have stopped it. Yeah, he finished the fight because yeah. the doctor probably would have stopped the fight. Yeah, and his his toe was hanging out this way, and I think it was the bone oh, was, it like was protruding yeah. out. Yeah, that's yep. disgusting. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and and he, he we could see he was visibly sick because when he was doing the interview, he didn't even realize it. He looked down, he's like, oh shit, he like. You could see he was like, "Oh, whoa!" He he got almost like that a does, little lightheaded. Doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Um, look, I'm I'm not taking away from his um, what he's accomplished, his accolades. I just think when if I'm comparing f- divisions, is what I say. One eighty five, two hundred five, and heavyweight—they're not as well rounded. They're not. You're not getting the cream of the crop in terms of athleticism. That's why John stands out so much. There was a lot of talk last night. About oh he's gone for three years comes back and how long was GSP gone? Uh when he fought Bisping for the middleweight about three years right? I want to say a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah. he comes back and he beats Bisping. He also beat the champion. He didn't beat the number one contender. And I know I'm splitting straws here, but it's like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. I'm just saying. I it, there's no doubt. And yeah. but if I go through if I go through uh, GSP's. But go go back to GSP, yeah. Scroll on down. All almost all these guys were extremely well rounded. You know, BJ Penn he fought, I believe, twice. Tiago Allen. Oh, come Albert. on. See, now now no. you're gonna go into Well rounded. No, look, I'm no, I'm saying you're looking at guys that you're fighting. If you're if you know that there is areas that you can a lot of these guys that Carlos Condit, fantastic jiu jitsu, good great striker, good wrestling, could attack you anywhere. Nick didn't have good wrestling. Had good jiu jitsu. Had some good okay, boxing. Good Jake Shields, yeah. no striking. Josh Koscheck, good wrestling. No submissions. Yeah, no submissions. He was okay, but not. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Not, not something that he was uh, chasing after. Johnny Hendricks, great wrestling. Big power. No submissions. Um, you scrolling down. Bj was pretty much kind of the most well rounded guy. I think that he fought Matt Sarah. Good jiu jitsu. Good boxing. Yep. Um, scrolling down. Matt Hughes. Bj Penn. Sean Shirk. Sean good wrestling Matt Hughes good wrestling really no striking from either one just decent Frank Trigg wrestling some good boxing I think Fred was a good boxer uh you know and Jason Miller just weird Jason Miller as well. <laughs> good jiu-jitsu weird stand-up you know just a weird a weird fighter but he was good uh you know Strasser he I was there we fought on that same card I think on the Strasser fight um The Matt Hughes lost, Jay Heron, Carl Parisian, you know. I get Jay Heron lost again yesterday. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) I
0: saw that.
1: Man, Jay just can't catch a break. (laughs) Can't catch a break anyway. I'm so happy. And he was the champ.
0: I'm so happy for that guy. Such a good man. Such a good man has made a hell of a living being a great stunt man, doing good work. I see, you know, I see him all the time, and you know, I was like, what are you doing now? And he'll tell me and stuff, but then I'll say, dude, you died like a bitch in that. Ah. I just want you to know.
1: (laughs) He's, you know, when I, I went over to extreme, sorry, we're getting off topic here, but I went over to extreme couture because I was thinking about leaving, leaving AKA for a bit. And at the time I went to go visit, there was Tyson, uh, Tyson Griffin, Gray Maynard, Jay Heron, fucking, uh, uh, Mike Pyle. Yeah, Mike Pyle, uh, Chris Horodecki. uh, the other one, Mark uh, Hominick, Mark Hominick uh, Sam Stout. They had yep. fucking murderer's row in there in my weight class. And then you go to, you, like, at AKA, they had no lightweights. I was the only one. <laughs> you know, I was the only one. And then I had to train with all the guys that were bigger, so I'm kind of helped out a little bit. Man, they had murderer's right. row in the thing. But Jay Heron, I remember the first time I sparred with him, he was not nice. <laughs> <laughs> He was not nice. He just had that personality of like, nah, man, that's mine. Whatever it is you're trying to get from me, that's mine. I'm like, damn. Bro. But then I, I think like it was like a couple of days after me training there for a little bit, I finally kind of broke the the armor and he started being nice. I was like, bro, I'm not even in the same organization as you. Like, why are you mean to me? Why are you being mean to me right now? Um, but back to like I'm not trying to say. I, I actually, I'm in that. I'm not trying to say he's not the goat. I'm not trying to say that. Look, I'll leave okay. that decision up to everybody else. And I, he's got a very, very strong case for this. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not denying that. And, and I'm going to be, if I say it at the top, who are the top two? I'm going to say John and GSP. That's it. Yeah, I, I think everybody else is a distant second. So, however you want to place them, one or two, that's on you. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. But I've said that. I said this with Anderson Silva, so don't think because it's John, and uh, anything, any other reason. I said this with Anderson Silva a long time ago. It's a weak division. One eighty-five is is the weakest division in the whole sport, outside of probably one twenty-five because one twenty-five doesn't have a ton of fighters there, you know. And DJ made it look easy, and there's a reason why he made it look easy. DJ is extremely talented. There's no doubt. But I look at the DJ situation also. When you don't have the opportunity to fight, you know. Um, I guess well-rounded, or I mean, you can't say he didn't fight top guys. He did. No, he guys, fought everybody he could. He fought everybody he could. He did. John did. Um, DJ the same thing. DJ fought everyone he possibly could get his hands on. DJ didn't challenge himself to so much to go up to the to the one thirty-five, and he when he did fight at DOM, he, he lost, and so he stayed at the one twenty-five uh, pound division. I would have liked to have seen him go up at one thirty-five, you know, again and try to make that try to make a little bit of a run there, especially as he got. He got he's so good. A, he's, he's not a big so guy. Sad. He's tiny. He's
0: tiny. Yes. I mean, it's. <laughs> come on, Josh. You can look and Mm-mm. there's times you'll look at Batman which you. God damn. I can't believe you get to 135. Yeah. You're not a small human. Being. I mean, you're not, you know, huge, but God damn, you're not small. And you look every time I was around DJ, I was like you're just a small guy. Yeah nothing you, know, you can do just a, just a mm. man and so i don't blame him for staying at the 125s he needed to that was yeah. his weight class
1: but yet then he goes to one and fights guys that are 150 that's yeah, not well, smart that's not... <laughs> um like i said getting you can, paid you yeah that's true he is but you can put john wherever you guys want one or you guys can put him two or you can put him you know however you want to mix it up put gsp one or put him two and they pretty much had very similar um a career path but they both stepped away for three years around that, you know, three, maybe four, whatever it was for GSP. And then comes back and, and wins it and wins the title. You know, um, there was so much made of this whole, like gone for three years and comes back and has a great performance. Yeah. He didn't fight the best guy at the time at the weight class, you you know, whether it was Francis or not. And I know that was no, no, that wasn't him. He had nothing to do with that. He fought the best guy that could be put in front of him last night. Yeah. Um, I look at, I think where, and I said this um, two months ago. The toughest fight for him in that division is Curtis Blades. Yep. You know, um, all the that's other good. ones, I I can't really. I don't. Really, I really don't even know. All the well, other ones are.
0: He's going to be fighting Stepe next now. That'll be a tough fight. Yeah, it's not.
1: It, it's T-B's thirty-nine years old, forty, I think, probably well, forty by problem. now. And that's the yeah, other exactly.
0: thing. Exactly. That's the whole
1: thing. And so when I get in, like, like I said, I'm not. I get into these these um conversations with you with everybody and other people that anyone that will listen to me <laughs> and i say that the divisions at 185 205 and heavyweight and even 125 is part of that they're not as difficult to become no it's not as difficult to become champion which i don't want to get killed for saying that but hold on <laughs> how difficult i want it's just let's
0: i'm go i'm devil's advocate here How difficult is it to fight nothing but championship fights and win those fights
1: for extremely all those years? Extremely difficult, yeah. You you saw it towards the latter end of his career with with, uh, with with Dominic Cruz, Thiago Thiago, Santos, it's like guys that you know normally he would have just destroyed, you know, and uh, and he just because you can't get up, yeah, it's tough. That's probably why he was taking dick pills.
0: I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid but Eight. I'm just not finding any uh motivation here. And you look and you go hey, he found motivation in this and you could see yeah. it, man. I, just the way he came out and attacked. As soon as he came out, well, as soon as he came out, he got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> and he got kicked in the nuts. Good. And that was like a welcome back, John. You know. Yeah. But but he set that aside and as soon as that fight started from that point, man, he just Just you could see it, Josh. You could see the way he was hunting Cyril Gaon, and you you look and you go, yeah, just they're just different levels. Yeah, you know, and we said it before. I mean, nothing against Cyril Gaon. I think he is a really good fighter, and he's fun to watch, and I enjoy watching him. I just looked and thought, there's too many holes, Mm -hmm. and when you have those, it's not that he can't win. He could win. I'm not going to sit there and say he couldn't, but You're looking at such small opportunities Mm -hmm. to happen to give him that opportunity to land that perfect shot that's going to put him in that situation. I just didn't see it happen. But,
1: Dave, can you pull up the heavyweight division? Yeah, when I'm when you're go ahead, and there you go. I'm just uh, there there you go.
0: Yeah, so, um. They don't even have his damn picture up yet. It's been that long.
1: <laughs> I mean, you've got Stepe, but Stepe is forty. You know, maybe forty-one. I think by now, uh, yeah. Sergey's a big guy, but yeah. the rest of the wrestling's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That's his biggest problem, in that yeah. Way. And off of his back, you know. And then I look at like Tom Aspinall's not ready for him yet. Maybe down the line, but yeah, who knows? down the line. Um, you know, you got any of the other guys there? None of them can wrestle. None. Spivik can, not great I didn't say great yeah. but he can
0: wrestle and he's 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 got good judo mm-hmm. he's got a good base Curtis blaze is the guy if you're looking at it, I think that you know his wrestling separates him mm-hmm. in taking on John but you can take a look at that list and you go there's just not a lot that have
1: the ability no. to give him a problem <clears throat> yeah I don't I don't know who I don't know who I would, you know, I th- I look at guys maybe in the two hundred five pound division like Ankalaev maybe would have given him a little bit of a fit, but it's hard to say because if you look at the fight he had with Jan, yeah. I think John, I think John destroys Jan. Styles make matchups, and I get it, and it's um, yes, they do, but it's John is just so much athletically superior than all of these fighters, and so maybe that's why it's hard for me to put my finger on. You know, do you call him the goat? Do you not? Do I use the weight classes as like a? Sure, he fought he fought big names, but they weren't they weren't at the I guess at the peak of where I, we of had seen them before.
0: Some of them were. You can't say all of them, but God yeah. damn it, Josh! When he fought Leota Machida, tell me Leota Machida wasn't near no, the top. No, he was. He was at the top. Okay, he was at the top for sure. I mean, and so you look and you go, all these guys, <clears throat> it's like, you know, yeah. What? He, I've, I've said it before i think dj has one of the greatest skill sets i've ever seen mm-hmm. john is right there with him and it has fought way better competition overall yeah 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 that's true
1: yeah i don't even consider dj in the in the conversation for the goat i consider which is him, unfortunate because he's yeah. that good no he is he is it's just it's uh yeah i look at it i look at that and i'm like damn let me ask you this: Where do you put? Do you put Cyborg in any of this? Because I feel like she had, she's had a lack of competition as well. I think that's the biggest problem. You feel, yeah. If you take a look, I,
0: w- I wish we could put side by side and show that the people that John Jones fought, and then the names of who Chris Cyborg fought, because in Chris you you take a look, she's got several names in there that you can look and say that's that's a <clears> good name. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she has two wins against Marloche Mm -hmm. and in that, you know, that I thought, you know, Marloche was, it was a trendsetter in women's MMA. She started things off and, you know, really helped build it. Mm -hmm. Never got the recognition she deserved. No, she never did. But Marloche was a good fighter, but you know, Chris got two wins against her, but then you can take a look at, you know, a lot of them. She got a win against Holly Holm. That's nice but especially earlier than where she had her fights in the UFC you know she got the Gina Carano win but Gina was you know very let's be one honest, dimensional one-dimensional very one dimensional and had a t- total of what maybe hmm. 8 9 fights at the time that she fought yeah. Cyborg you know Cyborg didn't have a lot of fights either but man you, you know when i when you take a look at the names you no know, put it. Put it towards the bottom of uh cyborgs, go early, there you go, okay, stop right there, yeah, uh, so when you look at it, Vanessa Porto, who we all know you know she's been fighting forever, she got a win against chris schroeder, you know Santiago de Lima, you know Victoria, she got the win against Shayna Baszler. Shayna wasn't a bad fighter, but you know takahashi Akano, she wins against Carano there's Marlowesh Jan Finney, <clears throat> come on. <clears throat> That's the problem. Old names, yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah,
1: it's not the same. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. I just look at, and then maybe we put her in the same category as DJ. I, I would, <clears throat> yeah, I would put her in that. Yeah, you because know? there's just not a there's not a big enough talent pool, and that's I, look that's I think that's where you're. I'm getting. <clears throat> The big enough talent pool, and it's hard for me to say that because if you look at John, right, he's fought Machida, Vitor, Belfort, guys that are legends in the sport. So the name recognition is there. And I guess for me, I guess maybe I'm penalizing John because he makes it look so easy. And because of his athletic attributes, because of his skill set, he's the guy that actually went to jiu-jitsu class and just wasn't given a black belt for no reason. Like he's a guy that has black belt level you jiu-jitsu. He's got great wrestling. Uh, he's he's evolved as a, a one of the most dynamic strikers in the game. All of those things, I put him right up there. He is, like I said, you can put him interchangeably anywhere you want at one or two or you know, or he can be number two and GSP, number one. But those are the only two that I have really in the rankings in terms of. But if I, I guess also too, when you compare the side by side list, John has more name value on his on his resume than GSP does. Yeah. um, You can split it any way you want. Like I said, you know, GSP came back and fought the champion. He didn't come back and fight the number two guy. So, and that's no no fault of John's. I was gonna say, that's you, no fault of John's. All you can do John's. is fight the person that they put in front of you yeah.
0: and the best one that they they can.
1: Yep. But John also made it look easy. Whereas GSP went the distance with, and he kind of made it look uh, easy too against Bisping, but it was... No. No. Because okay. look, I, I'm telling you, I was there. I was pretty
0: close to it. Were you there? And... Was, they, I there? Yeah, I yeah, was there? Yeah, yeah. Did they use you? Oh, <laughs> but in that, you know, GSP came out pretty, pretty good, mm-hmm. and Bisping was having problems. And then as soon as Bisping f- figured out the distance, GSP started having problems, mm-hmm. and he was getting lit up towards the end. And he He's went tired. to his corner. I'm telling you right now, Freddie Roach is the one that told him, "You need, I, I need left hook." He says, "Open for the left hook," and. caught him with it on that and then got the choke but the the tables were starting to turn this thing was coming on and gsp was starting to have some problems so you know it was a beautiful win taking nothing away from him and he's doing it against a guy that we know is a tough dude yeah you know but i just look at it and say you know as much as i love gsp and stuff john gets it
1: Hmm. interesting yeah I guess I, look, they're both kind of in the same boat for me. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like and John, I'm going to be honest. You I don't even know. You can't I, put one foot I, in one boat and one foot in another boat. <laughs> fucking watch me. That's what do. <laughs> watch me do it, buddy. No, I look, I'm at the point where I don't even know. That's the thing. Like I'm at the point where I don't even know, but if I'm going to lick, if I've always leaned GSP's way on this, Yeah. you know, um, John did something, you know, spectacular last night. It was a great job by him. Yeah. Um, i don't know i i, I don't know and I also i guess i'm in this discussion now because d- this goat talk do we care because you, you do you do know right in like 10 years or right Maybe when john's else. ready to retire there's gonna be a young kid who has all well, john's John, abilities John better
0: retire before 10 years trust me yeah but
1: yeah you never know yeah brandy couture fought till he was what forty seven, forty yeah. eight. <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 and I'm sorry, but Randy was a very one-dimensional fighter. Yeah, he was. John is not. Yeah, but if
0: there's, if there's one thing Randy has a very good reminder of as far as probably should have done this a little bit sooner and it's those fake teeth in the front because someone <laughs> kicked his teeth out, okay? And that's yes. what happens when you keep fighting until you're older. Mm-hmm. You're giving someone the opportunity to possibly do that to you. And I, I hope John doesn't do that.
1: I think if he stays in the heavyweight division, he could probably go another 10 years. Oh, God.
0: I don't think so. Don't... He'd be
1: 45. D- yeah, and? Holy shit.
0: Glover no. Glover's 44. 40, no. He's 43 now. I thought Isn't he was
1: 44. Now? I don't know. I, thought, I think he's I'm 44. Pull up Glover to share his... He's 43. <clears> 43. When's his birthday? October twenty. <laughs> October 28th. Not even close. He's halfway there, John. Not even close. <laughs> He's actually halfway there, John. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I look. I look at that. I like. You can put him anywhere you want. One and two, two and one, whatever it is. But it, it. In. I think he could. I think he could make a good run at heavyweight for a while. Outside, oh, of, I think outside make of a Kurt lot of money. is dangerous because Steve just has so much experience, and so does <laughs> so does John. Stevie's got a lot of experience, but forty years old, and but it's, it makes for a fun fight. There's there's a storyline there, you know, Stevie being considered to be the the heavyweight kind of like goat or the guy of in the heavyweight division. But I've always okay. I've always felt the same way, and I've said this repeatedly: the one twenty five, the one, one the one eighty five, and on up are the weakest weight classes. Now, name value because they've not done weak. not weak, but they, they're not as good as. I'm sorry, but they, there's not, they're okay, not as good on. as 35, what, 45, here's what, 55. Here's and... what I'll give you. Yes.
0: They do not have the depth of talent. Yeah, that that's true. The f- 35s, 45s, 55s, and 77. You're right. They don't have that depth of talent because that's why the bigger guys play other sports at times too. Because when you're the 135-pound fighter, what other professional sports can you do at your size? It's not easy, you know. Not ones that not... pay. <laughs> well, you have to take money that.
1: into consideration
0: here, okay. big time. I mean, you can be a tennis player, but you're not going to be a you know a football player at 135.
1: I don't know any tennis players that are 135, John. Either do I. None.
0: But you, you could play, I guess, but again, there's certain reasons why the lighter weights in fighters sometimes are the more exciting because they have the more depth of talent based upon those guys don't have the options of doing other things
1: they you know can how do big at a certain level you know how big tennis not, players are they're fucking huge yeah, they're don't. huge <laughs> <laughs> Djokovic is like 6'4 or some shit like that and Pete yeah. Sampras was big too like these guys are enormous remember Michael Chan he was the smallest guy I think he was like 5'9 like yeah. these guys are big just yeah. tennis players. They wouldn't even be able to return. A 135 pound tennis player would get killed by the ball. Like, <laughs> wouldn't even be able to return these guys to serve. These guys are serving at 140, 140 miles an hour. Jesus. But you have to go into into
0: sports that really there's no. Maybe soccer, you know, you, yeah. you look at Messi. Yeah, they're you know, not. Big. He, can, he can get it done. He's not big, but, you know, he's fantastic. But I mean, just look, size makes a difference in most sports. Baseball, power. You know, hitting the ball at the park. Take a look at the baseball players. Take a yeah. look at fucking Judge.
1: You know? My yeah, yeah, 6'8". Jesus. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but guys like Shane Victorino are not big guys. No, but he doesn't jack the ball out of the park either. Grand slam during the World Series, baby.
0: Don't <laughs> yeah. forget that. Don't forget <laughs> I'm saying, that. I'm not saying he hasn't. I like Shane, but mm-hmm. it's a matter of you take a look. You know, especially like when, you know, Canseco and McGuire and Sosa and all them. And then, you know... Dude, they were
1: big. Steroids, John. Yeah, I know that. But
0: they were big. Body frame-wise, they were big. Everyone that I said. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even even include Bonds. (laughs) Uh,
1: All right, before we move on to the rest of the card, though, I want to thank our partnership with OnlyFans. We have been working with them in their sports division, and we are doing next-level things with them over on our OnlyFans page. So make sure you guys head over there to our OnlyFans page. It is OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. Look, it's free right now, and it's going to probably be free for a while. We're just going to keep it this way a long time. But we're putting up some extra video content. We're doing more content coming up for this week. Some behind the scenes, because we have Bellator this week in San Jose, my hometown. And so we're going to do a little extra footage, some extra content that's only going to be available on our OnlyFans. So make sure you guys check it out. That is OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in John. Let's move on to the rest of the card, buddy. All right, let's go into
0: the one that I got dead wrong, but I think I was in the same boat as a lot of people. uh uh-uh. Grasso. Alexa. John, I called it. I called it. You John. lying mother, son
1: of a <laughs> bitch bastard. It went exactly <laughs> the way I said it was going to go.
0: <laughs> you lie. But Alexa Grasso taking on Valentina Shevchenko. I really liked the way that you know Alexa went after the fight. You know, she was landing good combinations at times. And you know, the first round, I thought, yeah, she got her. She did. She got her in that first round. And then Valentina was taken over. She won the second. She won the third. She, you know, was winning the fourth. And man, that was a nice take of the back, and a quick. This is for, for a, it's funny for a lady who, never really did submissions in the beginning of her career, could not wrestle, could <laughs> not submit, but she could box, and got wins. It's amazing she won that title based upon a beautiful submission victory against someone that we we all know is fantastic. And uh she looked great. Congratulations, man. I got nothing to say. It was the one fight I definitely got wrong. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. I had I picked uh, Shevchenko. I thought the Grasso would be able to stay with her but not not win the rounds and totally wrong. <clears throat> she got the submission. You can't do it any better.
1: Well, as John would say? It went exactly the way that I thought it went I was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just uh it caught everyone by surprise. Fantastic yeah. performance and when she came out in the first round on Alexa Grosso, and was oh, having man. success. She looked good. And then I believe at the end of the first round she got a takedown of herself. She yeah. got a takedown of her own. And I was like, "Oh,
0: yeah, okay. Oh, you're here, you're yeah. really here to fight. Yeah, you're not you're not you're <laughs> not letting the name or anything no. stand in your way. You're saying no, no, no. I want you to see what you're up against."
1: Yeah, these. And um, then Valentina kicked it up. Yes. But I think she, she went back to the corner and they realized, like, hey, we're having, we're, we're having trouble with the speed. The speed was the factor. Alexa Grasso was a lot faster than Valentina Shevchenko. She was hitting her with some good clock. John, with, if you I watch. I thought she, she covered
0: distance well in coming in and threw straight shots.
1: And that made her fast. It was nice. Well, Valentina throws straight shots. Yeah, she, she was does. beating her to the punch. Alexa was. So John, if you're both leaving at the same time and they're both straight, <laughs> this one's getting here first. That means this Gosh, person's faster, John. Is, is that what you're trying to say? This is how I, you're I think trying it's, to say. I think it's physics. Okay. Like speed, range, distance covered. Alexa Grosso was the faster fighter. Okay. <clears throat> um I just I hope people don't start saying that Valentina was never that good. Valentina. Oh, I hope they stop saying, Oh, she's getting older. Please don't say that. She made one mistake. Yep. She got caught. That's I mean, and and Alexa Grosso came to fight. She deserves, Alexa Grosso deserves all the credit. I mean, Valentina had the longest win streak, I think, in history of women's MMA until last night. Did she? I think that's what they were saying. Yep. Really? Yep. Maybe it, maybe it was just that division. But that, that division's that division. new. That the
0: division's new. new. No, that no, division's not new. It's new to the UFC mm-hmm. as far as if you want to go with that. But...
1: That can't um, be true because Cyborg had a long ten year ten years no she definitely
0: some, did not have the longest one she had a
1: she had a long um, yeah she she was uh, she had a long career like a long, long career but she uh, was undefeated or not undefeated but she had didn't hadn't lost in however long many fights good performance though by Alexa Grosso. the the wrestling well, she, had, the she stri- had an undefeated she had an undefeated record as a flyweight <clears throat> oh okay maybe that's what it was I, I couldn't hear her last I was watching it like a. Buddies like I was watching it at David Buster's, that's where I watched it. That's the Buddies, yeah. Well, he branded like a little room area, so <laughs> um, but they were still loud. Um, but Alexa Grosso looked fantastic. The wrestling, the boxing, she she went out there, didn't show Valentina any respect. No, just I'm gonna hit you, you're gonna hit me, I'm gonna wrestle you, you're gonna wrestle me she was a lot better on the ground than I gave her credit for. Not because yeah. she got the submission, but because when she got taken down... No, she, she got up that one time yeah. and I was very impressed by her getting up. Mm-hmm. You know, she she avoided a lot of... Potentially a lot of really shitty situations.
0: No, oh, you got a problem? It's no Sorry. you in the morning, you can't no, handle it? man. You
1: can't handle it. The things we do for our fans. You can't handle the truth, Josh Thompson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but overall, like, I look at her and I'm like, the sky's the limit for you. I mean, if, can you pull up the division, the flyway division females? She's going to get an automatic rematch.
0: I know. And that's, you know, ah, she deserves it. I'm not going to
1: sit there and say, how, how can you say
0: that Valentina does not deserve mm-hmm. an automatic rematch? But you take a look and you go, it's a good shakeup. Yeah. It's a good shakeup. And this is the same thing that happened with Amanda and Juliana. And I look and I go, ah yeah she deserves it i'm not saying she doesn't yeah but it's a good shake up and don't i mean don't you kind of look and say maybe we should maybe just put it off for one yeah you know, let, you know and see what happens i don't know i just it's that god so dominant just like amanda <laughs> mm-hmm. so dominant that you look and say yeah, she has to get the, the rematch. But I can see where you go, it'd be good for the division if she didn't.
1: Yeah, if you had uh if you had Sherchenko fight Santos again and then yeah. you had um Or Blanchfield. <clears throat> That's true. But but is it everyone's Blanchfield's next? So I think she might be.
0: Wow. Blanchfield's young. But if you want to say what's a good fight, Mano Faroe. Yeah, against Alexa, two strikers. It would be
1: a fun fight to watch. Hmm. Santos can strike too. I would yeah. like to see that her inbound. That's a fight that should have ran back because that was a fun fight. They were they were getting after each other. It was a good fight.
0: Yeah, but see, that's the one I go. Yeah,
1: you don't have to do it on a match. That's true. Sorry. All right. Uh, go ahead, John. The, uh, is is the hype real?
0: Yeah. Come on, we knew, we knew that Rachmaninoff was good, did we? The, he,
1: come on, did we? Please, are you sold Yo, on him? Are you, are you sold on him after this performance?
0: I'm so I am sold on him. I was sold okay. on him before, and it was going into this. I was like, and you know, Jeff Neal has really got good hands and he's really fighting well now. And he has, as long as he has the ability to keep this standing. He's got a good chance at beating him. Then he came in overweight, and I was like, something's up. Mm-hmm. I just that's, that's a guy that's never missed weight. Why are you missing weight? And I was it kind of turned, I said, I think that Rachmaninoff is going to end up getting him because I see Neil getting tired now. And it, it really wasn't the wrestling, man, because Jeff Neil did a fantastic job of staying on his feet. There was a couple times where you looked and you said, oh, he's going to get him. Nope. Mm-hmm. And we know that uh, Rachmaninoff has got good wrestling. He's got good stand-up. He takes – the dude's got a chin, man, because he <laughs> yeah. took some big shots <laughs> from Jeff and just returned fire on him and stuff. But I think you have in in this guy, boy, at 170 – He's got to be put into the mix of. He's he's trouble. He's trouble yeah. for a lot of people cuz he does have a lot he's he's got length. He can wrestle. He can stand up and fight and he <clears> can <throat> he can barroom choke you at the end. <laughs> yeah. The bu-
1: the buzz around Killcliff is that he's the real deal. He yeah. can do it all. He can stuff takedowns, he can grapple, he can kickbox. He's long. He can Utilizes his boxing and to set up his kicks and his kicks to set up his boxing. He can do, he can wrestle off of his striking. Those are all things that make you a well rounded fighter because okay. the 70 pound division is more stacked than the 85, 205, and heavyweight. That's just how it goes. <laughs> uh, like his, ju- jump off, dude. <laughs> just jump <laughs> off the bar. <laughs> this, he's fantastic. And when, we went, when you said, like, oh, you know, I was sold on him, I wasn't sold on him up until this moment. This fight, this fight convinced me. Yeah. Uh, no, I always thought he was good. I just was like, yeah. bro, you get hit, He gets hit kind of a lot. He, he does, you know, and, and he's okay with it. Yeah, he is. That's that's gonna be like he's good. But when you get up to the like Jeff Neal's got power, but you can only have so many of those fights where you take shots like he took last night. That's true. And be able to still walk through them. And so I look at him like, well, he have a long career? He's he's tough, man. He's got a chin on him he's got a beard on him he's got he's got he's got all the attributes in terms of being a very well-rounded mixed martial artist uh he's exciting as all hell to watch fight that was a hell of a fight I it, it was I think honestly name value wise but fight he had the best fight of the night that, him and Jeff oh, Neal put on a fantastic fight yeah. outside of the shock and awe of Alexa Grosso. Yeah. You know, the next best fight after that, after the Rockmanov fight, was if you go down to this young kid, who's this young kid? Sort of, I think number fight number three or something. Siam Cameron Sia, Sia, Simon or whatever his name is. Oh, kid, kid from South Africa. That kid's fucking so fun. Yeah, he's just fun to watch. He's fun to watch. So I mean, outside of <clears throat> outside of his fight, but there's just not as much name value there. Rockmanov and Jeff Neal fought their asses off. Great yeah. fight, absolutely a well, great fight. It was. <clears throat> um so when I look at that, when I when I'm taking a a good deep dive into Rachmaninoff, if you, can you pull up the welterweight division there, Dave, for me, is that he's stylistically he's got some fun fights ahead of him. Oh
0: yeah, you can take a look and you could put him honestly, anybody in that group. Mm-hmm. You're looking, you go, he can go with any of them because now that he beat Jeff Neal, Jeff was number seven. He's going to move up somewhere, you know, Mm -hmm. at least to eight. You know, maybe Sean Brady goes up and uh, Vicente Luque does. But, you know, you can't put Luque above Jeff Neal because Jeff Neal just beat him. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make sense. But could you imagine Rachmaninoff against
1: Bilal Muhammad? Yeah, I was thinking that or Stephen Thompson. Stephen just finds a way to keep winning 40 years old. Yeah. and, you know, and uh, no matter how much I say he's slowed down he's definitely not slowed down no <laughs> put, his last fight I put my foot in my mouth I was like oh no so and so is going to be faster <laughs> fuck yeah, I was wrong I was like ah yeah I look at <clears throat> I, you start looking at names he's going to have to fight yeah Monoff's going to have to fight Stephen Thompson Bilal Muhammad I mean, I mean well, who's to stop him from fighting Shemaev <laughs> it'd be a great fight be a great fight,
0: but Jemayev should be stay at 185, 185. Not
1: 170. Yeah, I'm confused on how he's even in his rankings here. He should be at 185 for sure. Nah, he should be,
0: yeah, but yeah, you got Dick Podcast Dave's favorite hero, Colby Covington. Too, I mean,
1: well, Dana talked about him last night. Just Dana, Dana said he's ready to fight, he's been ready to fight. Just we had some fights that fell off that he was supposed to, that we were getting ready to sign, and then the, his opponent fell off. He said, No, Colby's been asking. To fight, we're going to get him and we'll get him in the cage here soon. He's uh he's been training, he's ready to go. We've had those fights lined up, it just didn't work. Uh, it wasn't anything to do with him; it was the okay. opponents. So he's yeah. been ready. So, well, that's good. We'll see, man. We'll see.
0: All right, we had Mateus Gamera against Jalen Turner. This is one of them fights, but I look at Jalen Turner should have won this fight.
1: Thank you. Okay, I thought I was I thought I thought maybe I missed something cuz I was watching it at a bar, like it was in a restaurant whatever it is and I thought maybe I missed something.
0: Well, no, I'm not I'm not hold on. When I say that, I can understand why Gamro got the win as far as the judges. But Turner was the better fighter. Yeah. Turner was the guy that he had the opportunities. He did the damage at times. Gamera was able to take and slow things down with his wrestling and create situations. But Turner's the guy, if you're looking at it, man, he's, he's the overall, he's got that thing that is needed Mm -hmm. in, in this division. It's a great, he's got such tools. And I just look and it's like, yeah, Gamero may have gotten the win, but he ain't going to get that win again. Um, it was a close, close fight. I can, I can see both sides of you know people saying you know well who won and who did not and why and what rounds, you know it was close and and that's even Jalen Turner's corner said you know you're down two rounds, okay. His corner's telling him that, which is good. They mm-hmm. they should. Oh yeah, they did. They told him you're down two rounds and he came out in the in the third and he was going after him and he he just needs to be a little bit more aware of. His, his I'm, I'm just telling you, Josh, I listened to his corner and they're telling him, you know, throw the low kick. And it's like, don't do that. Don't throw a low kick against a guy who's catching and, t- and taking you down or looking for the takedown. It wasn't working. His hands were working against Cameron mm-hmm. He was lighting him up. And when he would go into the kicks, he would get taken down. You go, why are you telling him to go back to that? Why are you not telling If you want to do the kick, bring it up high hands, bring up the kick high, you know, That normally is because he's going to be looking to defend against your hands at that point. He's not going to be in that position to shoot on you. But I I just look and I say, this is a loss that, yeah, he lost. But hopefully he learns from this one. And he has the skill set to be one of the best there is in the lightweights. He's amazingly big. Oh, Jalen Turner? Absolutely. He's
1: huge. And he makes the weight. When I look at when I look at this fight though, like Jalen, when you say don't kick, I say kick, kick calf level or lower, like that ankle, inside ankle, like so that it's harder for them to catch it. They yeah. have to reach down, then they start thinking about the head kick, so they don't reach down. And if they do, they potentially get knocked out. All of those things, I agree. The boxing was definitely working. His ability to stuff takedowns, very impressive. Absolutely. Uh, his ability to get back up to his feet, extremely impressive. Yep. But with Gamera... You said that he may not be able to get the win again. I think he would only because he'd have a full camp this time. He only had ten days. That's true. That's true. So the preparation had- for it, the fatigue. I mean, I was surprised that he had the gas to keep wrestling like he did in that, in that, on that, uh, on the, on the, uh, in the third round. And so that surprised hey, this me. Is, this is one of those fights
0: where I look and I go, you know, when you're talking about, hey, should we take this fight? If you're Gamero you're looking and people are going oh he just likes to fight a lot no he's he's being calculated mm-hmm. in what he's doing here yeah. and he's saying hey i'm in shape and i can get a win against this guy right now to, to where maybe i don't have to face him later on i can say i've already beat him and this is that exact situation right here yeah. and a uh, smart move by him you know he thought he was going to be able to wrestle a little bit better and you know then maybe not work as hard but he got himself through it, and hey, that's a good win against a really talented guy. Who'd turn. you score? For, who'd you score to win the fight? <clears throat> because of the third round, I, I had it tw- twenty nine twenty eight, and I gave it to Gamera based upon the third round. He ended up mm-hmm. Turner did wasn't able to put enough offense out, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, and I was rooting for him. Yeah. All right, next fight. Well, we had the debut of Mr. Bo Nickel against Jamie Pickett, and there is a, uh, all kinds of controversy because Jamie Pickett is now going to protest that fight based upon what he said was a low blow. And I think he's, I think he's right. I think he did get a low blow, but it's not going to change anything. They're not going to change it. The referee didn't see it, and th- that whole thing is fight on. If they don't call it, you just got to keep fighting, and that was where Bo Nickel took him down, and from that point, I give Jamie credit. He tried to survive in the choke for a while. I give Bo a little bit of, hey, you got to figure out how to adjust that a little differently in the beginning and get your hips flat and do certain things. But he did make the adjustments to make the choke tighter. And look, at he's going to be good. The, the guy is talented. And when you're talking about guys that at 185, Josh guys that you look at and go he can wrestle he can grapple yep he's got submissions and on the feet he's not bad yeah he looks he doesn't obviously he's got a ways to go there but he doesn't look uncomfortable and that's a
1: big part of the stand-up game when you like I said if you're in that 185 pound division and you can wrestle at all there's pretty much a straight line to the title. Well, I'll tell you, it could be. I mean, Bobby Knuckles is the only one that really has decent takedown defense and and can wrestle. The rest of them are all okay. They're not great. Yeah. They can't wrestle at his level. Uh, Bobby can't wrestle either. Or no, Whitaker. Say, he, he can't either. He can't, but <sighs> but he's he's he gonna make it a dog fight.
0: Yeah, but <clears throat> he can't. He he's not gonna if he gets no. into a wrestling match with no. Nickel. That's that's one he's not gonna come out on top
1: with. You know, th- this was this was good for me to see a uh, Bo Nickel. He's still still very you can see the very inexperience in the grappling. Sure. The uh, you know, making the adjustments for the side choke. Um when he jumped to the back, he almost slid off the top. Little things that make a big difference against yep. top level talent. So fighting Jamie Pickett, good fighter. Bo's a better wrestler, has great submissions. N- worked on it was able to get the fight to the ground exactly where he needed it to be as fast as possible yep. <clears throat> when i look at this when i'm seeing bone this he's gonna need to have four three or four more of these fights because oh. he's got it he's gonna have to clean this up but they're they're in a rush man they're in a rush john i don't know why with so, him well, and
0: it's like i understand why the ufc's in a rush but the whole point is he should not be in a rush yeah he needs to understand hey enjoy the process take your time keep getting better keep working with the right people you know but yep he could uh, be he could he could
1: be something special i, I think he will be especially in that division yeah. you know the belly the wrestling ability that he has as he fine tunes his jiu-jitsu and his uh, submission game look for that it would know, be, a it'd be lot really better.
0: interesting though you got to figure now, he's working out up at ATT up in College Station. That's where he spends his time. Mm-hmm. But you got another middleweight at ATT called Johnny Evelyn. Mm-hmm. You want Bo Nickel to get better? Those, mm-hmm. those guys need to train together.
1: I wonder. I mean, they're both gingers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about gingers, man. Oh, that's. Mean, they're strong, they're strong, strong, strong. I wrestled a couple reds in high school, man. I can't say what they are, they're strong, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to get canceled. All right, next fight.
0: We had Cody Garbrandt coming back against Trevin Jones. You know, I looked at this fight and I thought the UFC looking at Cody was like, All right we're going to match you up with someone that you match up very well with. And they did that. And Cody did what he was supposed to do. And, and a lot of people are going to sit there and you know talk about, well, you know, he had to go to a decision with Trevin. That was the best thing he could have done. Best thing he could have done was get minutes in and fight smart. And, you know, the whole thing is the – the shucking and jiving, the the dancing and stuff like that, Cody Garbrandt needs to do that. Because mm-hmm. when he's relaxed in the cage and just letting the fight happen, he's good. It's when people can draw him out of that and make him plant his feet and start winging shots that he leaves big openings and he can be taken advantage of. So the Cody that I saw last night was exactly, you know, that was the Cody that I saw when he fought Dominic Cruz. And Dominic was trying to pull him into that. Plant your feet. And he didn't do it. You know, he did the stupid break dancing and things like that that was, you know, got people's attention. TJ was able to piss him off enough to, to do those things that do not work well for him. He's got good wrestling. He used wrestling at times. He shot the takedowns. The dude's still got speed, man. He is fast, Josh. His hand speed and his movement. You look at times, you go, God damn, you're fast. I mean, you're not going to find many guys faster than Cody Garbrandt. And Trevin Jones is not a slow fighter, and he looks slow compared to Cody Garbrandt. And I thought this fight was exactly what Cody needs, and he needs to stay you know, on course with what he's doing. Pick people apart. Volume attacks. When you hurt him, then go after him. Go after him in a smart way. This was a good step forward recording i thought
1: cody's the fastest white guy i think i've ever met (laughs) (laughs) he might be this dude he got his hands are just smoking yeah i mean he made trevin jones look slow yeah you get contrails off of his damn hands when he he fires out. and so when i when i was watching this i'm like wow like trevin jones you can tell he went out there going he went out there telling himself I'm gonna, I'm gonna put pressure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick you apart. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna right. do that. And Then he realized how fast Cody was. He's like, well, "All right, I gotta pick and choose my shots." He's yeah. like, "Cause this guy, he can counter me at any moment. It could be lights out." And that scared yep. him away. They, yeah. His corner was pleading with him, "Please throw yes. something." He's like, "Man, I don't want to get hit," but he was afraid. Yeah, I mean, because he kept on getting tagged
0: when he thought he was, you know, getting. And it's like, after a while, it's like shit. I can't because every time I do, he hits me.
1: Yeah. And I'm not hitting him. Trevin was trying to lead the dance, but he couldn't because the speed of of Cody was coming back too fast. And then on top of it, as the fight went on, he finally was like, he had to throw some caution to the win in the third round. He had a great round. Yeah. But in doing that, that that wouldn't have maybe happened in the first two rounds because Cody was fresh. Cody started getting a little bit more tired in that third. Also, if you have a fighter who – like Cody Garbron or any any other fighter, like <clears throat> that is used to throwing with heat and power, and now you've got to get them to stay on the outside and circle, stay away, throw one shot, two shots. That's exhausting. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, he didn't throw any punches." Yeah, but you're on your bike, like you're literally with pressure. This guy's walking you down. Fighting backwards is the most taxing thing on your on your brain, on your mind, your mentality. Like, man, why am I move backwards? I got to stick and move, stick and move. And your, your legs
0: get tired at yeah. twice the rate
1: yeah you're just you're getting you're getting flustered like yeah do i throw here do i not cody's not that type of fighter cody's the guy that takes the center of the cage and just counters off of you or he gets first you know because he's got speed i mean he's he's not that guy to circle stay away circle stay away and that's exhausting that just puts you in like this man i'm having to run so much you're literally out there when they say you're on your bike you're on your bike
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, You're
1: out there running around in circles looking like a jackass. But yeah, it's a track meet. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Cody fought the fight that he needed to fight, man. I got tip my hats in because, look, the most important thing for him is getting back in the win column, getting the confidence back up, and learning that throwing them kicks is key. We all know you have power. We all know you have he speed never, in your hands. He's got he great. He was
0: not using kicks at all. He was yeah. a boxer. And this? Shit. Dewey Cooper did a nice job with yep. him because he really got him to to understand, hey, you can open things up. You can make this easier by using those kicks at times. And he did. I, I was super impressed with his performance. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Next. Duplessis Driscus against Derek Brunson. My, my my daughter is sitting here. I gotta tell you the story because she, she has this uh, thing with AI. She has this thing that Picked all of, I guess, the UFC fights, right? And and so she was going to, you know, bet according to the AI, right? And I'm looking at it and says, that, that person's not going to win, right? She goes, the AI says they're going to win, right? And she, look, they've been right on this. Said, okay. And one of the ones that they picked as the upset was pick it against Bo Nickel. And she was going to pick put this big bet on that. And I go, you're going to lose your money. And I go, I said, that is not going to happen. He is not going to beat Bo Nickel, right? She, so... But so we started going and the AI was saying things, right? And she she gets to Derek Brunson and Duplessis and the AI had picked Derek Brunson And I said, Derek Brunson could, could win the fight if it's in the first round. I said, if the fight gets out of the first round, I'm telling you Duplessis is going to win it. I said, Derek just burns out. He just gets tired and it's just not, and he's getting older. Right? And she says, You got to pick so pick one. I said, Then I picked Duplessis. I said he's on he's on a roll right now. I said, and as much as I like Derek, Derek's getting older. Yep. right. And I watched this and I was like, boy, it happened just that way because Derek oh, looked good in the first round. He normally does. I know, <laughs> and you know, and as soon as he smiled when he got hit, I was like, oh, that's bad because yeah. he's done it before, and you know that he's exhausted. And I was just like, "Ah, I feel bad for him. I really do because it's a horrible position to be when you're exhausted and having to fight. But you got to give it up for the – Driscus Duplessis. he looks good. You know, he's tough. He looks tired all the time too. Yeah. But he keeps fighting, man. And he keeps it going. You know, his win against Till, he looked good. You know, this one, he looked good. You know, and I want to give credit to Derek Brunson's corner. Thank you for throwing the towel.
1: Yeah. The fight should have been stopped. Yeah, he was exhausted. Yeah, I mean when the you're that done. tired, like when the he those, those last two shots at yeah. the end of the round, he almost like <clears throat> he was just laying them. there. He like yeah. he, he was just like, okay, go ahead, hit me, or he yeah, was rock man. still from something. But he just he was so exhausted. I mean, I hate to see fighters that way because fuck, I've been like that and sparring in the in, in the fucking in the in the cage or the ring oh and you got gear on like headgear and heavy gloves and you're just like fuck my life get me out of here right now like you just i don't think people i don't think they- the, the the best is you, you got
0: you got you a lot of times you're doing it with 16 ounce boxing gloves Ugh. right and it, people if they go 16 ounce that's nothing no they're full of sweat they're wet they're like
1: five pounds a piece
0: <laughs> your arms it are sucks. just red
1: yeah. And just you just you can't get deep breath and like yeah. you're just ugh, it's horrible. So when I saw him laying on the ground afterwards I'm like Ah I feel for you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I feel for you. Uh next. Ah uh, Amanda
0: Hebus against Viviana Aruhu. Aroju. I heard it two ways, so I'll say it two ways. Viviana Viviana Hebas looked fantastic. Yeah. Viviana. Yeah. Amanda looked fantastic. You know. I was this was one of the AIs that picked Viviana to win. I said I think Hebos is going to get the win here and I was really surprised at how she got the win in in the fact that her jab and her stand up she looked really good against someone that I thought on the ground I thought Hebos was, was better and I thought in the stand up probably Viviana a little bit stronger but that muscle man she she got it her arms got heavy <clears throat> and yeah. Amanda just kept coming. It was a beautiful win for Hebus.
1: Yeah, Hebus was having some problems with the power in the beginning, <clears throat> and then Viviana just was able, just wasn't able to keep that pace. Yeah, she went for that
0: damn. She went for the guillotine, if you remember. Yeah, that's true. She jumped
1: that, and it was like, mm, I
0: don't know if that was the right move, <clears throat> but we'll see.
1: But then Hebus came out in the second round. I think he was able to drop her quick in the second round, and that kind of yep. changed the tide of the fight. Yep. Uh, Viviana was just stuck on bottom. You know, just basically trying to not survive, but was carrying the weight of someone else, and that's not where you want to be. That makes you tired. You're the person striking you; you're getting hit. Plus, you're carrying all their weight. You're trying to get your ass back up. It was just down. It was downhill from there. But he was. I think she settled in in that second round. Was able to get the round back. Now she knew all she had to do was win the third. And she did. She did a great job. Good job. Did by a great her. job. Next, Mark
0: Andre Barrio against Julian Martin. Cause the the cuban missile crisis came out and he came out firing and but it's the one thing that you've seen in the past that you know you firing big shots like that you get tired and you could see especially when it got into that second round man he was taking some big shots the elbows really turned the, the corner on this fight and uh mark andre just started opening up on him and i give i give uh Marquez, nothing but credit, man. You're tough as hell, and you took a lot of shots. That fight should have ended
1: sooner. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.
0: you know, and it, 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 It's so frustrating, Josh, and it's, this is the part that drives me nuts, and people sometimes don't get it. Sometimes officials don't get it, but you try to tell people, look, when you have a professional fighter, somebody that has been trained to take a blow, has been trained to do these things while they're getting hit to stop the ability for someone to continue to do that. And when you have that professional fighter in Mm. the middle of a fight,
1: Mm.
0: turn away from their opponent in a fashion that is similar to a a child on a schoolyard playground getting beat up because they don't know what to do to stop what's occurring. So they're, they're only... You know, function is to turn away and try to hide. The fight's over. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> Julia Marquez got to that point several times. He was overwhelmed. What's that? Several times. Yeah. And when that happens, damn it, stop the damn fight. They have shown that they have been overwhelmed. They don't know what to do, and they are nothing but a punching bag now. Get them out of the fight. Yeah. That one should have stopped
1: sooner. Oh, I agree. Thank goodness. Next fight, Ian Gary versus Kenan Song. Good fight. Man, Ian Gary
0: looks good. He looks good, man. He came out and he was firing, but when Song hit him with that shot that put him down, it was like, oh, there's an attention getter. He was in trouble. Yeah. But he came back. He got himself together. Man, he put on a beautiful performance there and, and gets the win. You know, the the TKO at the end was fantastic as far as this is a guy that you could really look at. He's going places. Yeah. He's got, he's, he's tall, long, lanky, if you want to talk about that. He uses the range very well. You know, I look forward to seeing the guy fight in the future.
1: Yeah, he looks good and clean right now. <clears throat> you know, the level of competition is going to step up here pretty soon. Yeah. But yeah, He looks good no, and clean know. right now. <clears throat> in yeah. the welterweight division, can you pull that up so we can take a look in the 15, 14, 13 range? Scroll all the way down there. Yeah, you have Jack. Uh, maybe you yeah, know, he, that's the guy you don't want to fight right now. Maybe him and on. Neil Magny would be a good fight. Maybe one more, one more first. Then maybe Neil Magny.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you said, give him time. Give him some time. He's how young. Old, he's young. What twenty? How old is oh, he's he? Young. Dave, how old is I he? Think I out, thought I heard them say twenty-three. Pull up, uh,
0: Ian, Ian Gary. Gary. Ian Machado, Gary. Machado. Gary. That's what 20, I'm twenty-five. The is twenty-five. kid
1: See? too. Good-looking kid, good for him. He's Got a lot of talent, man. Marketability is key. Yeah. Uh, well, your your guy, Cameron Simon.
0: I, I was impressed,
1: man. Outside of the outside of the growing shots and the eye poke, <laughs> the kid, the kid, kid. Like I heard DC say, this kid can't catch a break, man. <laughs> oh,
0: dude, Martinez, I felt bad for him, man.
1: Man, <clears throat> but um, Cameron Simon. I thought he he has all the abilities. He's fantastic on the feet, got good takedown defense. I mean, he's Top. very well-rounded. He's calm. Yeah. He's got to get he's got to figure out the boxing situation cuz he leaves himself out of position quite a bit. But what I mean by that is he he, <coughs> he covers the distance and he gets inside, but then he stops in that little spot. Which it could be good cuz if you pull back too fast, you can get Left hooked or hooked, or you know, your head face off. His just, he needs to figure that out. There's a little stall or hesitation in there that could get him in some trouble. But outside of that, his kicks and his way he puts it all together, he's fantastic, man. The kid's 22 years old, John. Yeah, 22. That
0: yep. Yeah. That's what we that's what we
1: have coming <laughs> up, man. It's crazy. I'm excited. Take, I'm excited. Take a for look him. at
0: these guys. Mm-hmm. That was a, a nice one. Tabitha Ricci against Jessica Pena. Beautiful armbar.
1: Jeez,
0: and, and, and Jessica's someone that can grapple. She's got good submissions. She always did, so that was a big win. Basharat, that kid's gonna be—he's just good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could he have gotten rid of Demon? Possibly,
1: but just put on a a beautiful performance.
0: <clears throat>
1: All right, well, hey, that's gonna cover our UFC talk. But John, before we go, though, one last before thing. Before we go, let's go rate the card.
0: I, I think I said it was a nine going in as far as the card, mm-hmm. and I think it performed at a nine.
1: Yeah, Dave, can you go back to the card? I enjoyed it <clears throat> when you thought... look at when yeah you you can zoom it out a little bit too. Like when you look at this because I have my glasses on today. <laughs> 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 when when I'm when I'm judging this when I'm like kind of giving this a rating, yeah, it had everything that you want. Yep. Yeah, the young up and coming kids and Simon and uh, Tabitha Ricci, like they fought their asses off. They had great performances. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for fights that stood out. I'm looking for fights that delivered, even though it wasn't supposed to deliver. Like there's, I'm looking for all these different types of things when I'm, when we're doing ratings for this fight, not just like, oh yeah, that guy won, that guy won, like it was a great fight. No, no. the the Rock Monoff fight knockdown, down, drag out. Great fight. One or two little exchanges could have changed that fight to go Jeff's Neil's ways. Sure, like had he hit him with oh, something. Oh, there was that, a couple times he had him. He he had, had him, him hurt. hurt. He had him hurt. And you know, it just Rockmonoff is a dog and dug deep. It has yep. the it has the the upset. Alexa Grosso. you know, it has it has the huge name in John Jones coming out and doing something that's never been done before. Yep. Uh, Bo Nickel, the young talent, doing what he's supposed to do. Great performance. This fight delivered. I mean, I'm going to give it a nine and a half. go oh, going card. nine and a half. Yeah, I got to. I got to go higher like than that. you every once in a while. I like that. Yeah, I yeah, thought it was. It. I thought it was a great card, man. I thought yeah. everything was good. Yeah, you know, there was some lulls in there. I mean, I mean, I, from what I understand, that they were doing That's some stuff to. for the Roadhouse. Yeah, they and so they had commercials a little bit longer than normal. That sucked. That's fine though, because I don't
0: give a shit about Roadhouse. I get it, but. <laughs> I was sitting there going, what is it? there?" was like, oh, they got Jay hall fighting. Yeah. I go, oh, Jay. And I, I I saw the way, and I go, oh, Jay Haran's going to lose. Nah. <laughs> Poor Jay.
1: <laughs> Man, Jay's getting uh, getting abused over there. That's it. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk, so let's go ahead and roll into some news. What do you got for us, Dave? Yeah, a couple, couple good items here. I want to get your reaction to Dana White closing the door on an Nganu return ever. Um, Dana White is quoted saying, uh, you know, you never say never, but this is a never scenario. And he he goes on to talk about how he tried for years to negotiate with Ghanu, and you know that left it's obviously left a bad taste in his mouth. He's not gonna have Ghanu back. So Ngano is open to it, but Dana White has closed the door on it.
0: Well, we all know a-
1: we all know Dana's had some bad taste and shit in his mouth before. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like this this comes down when you say there's no possibility. I I believe Dana is right. Because Ngannou wants certain things that are more important to him than money. And the UFC is not willing to give those things. So I think Dana's right. I think this is one that's not going to happen unless Ngannou decides, okay, I don't need the. I don't care about the sponsorship. I don't care about uh, the fighters uh, having representation. These are the things that he's caring about. These are the things that he's saying. This is more important to me than how much money I make. And those are things that the UFC is not going to give him. So why, when you look and you go, he cannot negotiate with him because I already know going in, you want things that I'm not going to give you.
1: I wouldn't say that's the only reason. Francis is what, 37?
0: Mm, yeah, somewhere around not 30, 35, 36, I think. John Jones 36? is my champ now. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and that's oh, look at these things make a difference in this world. Mm-hmm. Thirty six, yeah, yeah, they make a difference. It does. And when you have all of a sudden John coming back and now <laughs> fighting and especially fighting well, it's easy to sit there and go. Now he said this before the fight, so I'm not saying Dana saying it because John won, but it's easy to look and say, yeah, you know, I can't negotiate with him, and I'm not going to try anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Now, Mm -hmm. would I love to see Francis back there? I'd like to see Francis fighting the best because he's great to watch. There was the little bit of a a discourse between Francis tweeting something out nice victory to John Jones, Mm -hmm. and uh, but you know, something about still the heavyweight, you know, king or something like that, and John saying you're a big pussy. Oh, wow! Wow. <clears throat> You're a super muscular guy with a pussy or something like oh that.
1: wow, yeah wow I was like
0: you didn't have to go there dude that there and there is the Jekyll and Hyde of John Jones
1: <laughs> well I, I think what what Francis said at the end of his tweet though if you Dave you gonna pull that up it said something like he called him boy. Or son, or no? Yes, I
0: think he said something about he called hey. himself the heavyweight king,
1: or something no? He like said that. something about baby. Boy. Really? Yeah. And the end I of the did, tweet, I, did, I think it said baby I boy. I didn't see one that said boy. still the undefeated king, baby boy, or something like that. My baby, boy. like he said something like that. Okay, I believe. <clears throat>
0: I don't. I don't know, Dave. I think slowest, Josh Thompson's Dave with the slowest internet off in the world on this one.
1: Um <laughs> uh, Good job, Johnny Boy. Since Johnny, Johnny Boy King. Good job. Well, what's John. wrong with Johnny
0: Boy? Yeah, there's nothing wrong. With I get called Johnny Boy all the time. I have a friend in well, it's Jack because you who act who like a twelve-year-old constantly calls me Johnny Boy
1: because you act like a twelve-year-old.
0: Well, it's okay. It's fun. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, I mean, let me see. Let me see. John Jones's thing.
0: Yeah. Why don't you see? Mm-hmm. Jo- no, John Jones's was a. Uh, it was, it was not, tweet or Instagram or no. was it an no, interview? No, it was talk. Yeah, oh, was I've got it.
1: I've got it over here. Got it. Um, right here. I got the quote right here. Um, Mm. Francis is a big old pussy. (laughs) Wow. Big old pussy. Ah, Interesting. I mean, that's the fight to make, but I just, they're not going to, they're not going to get, look, I don't understand why you even ask for sponsors. Like, what are you doing? Like, I get it. If you want the sponsors, come to Bellator. But like, why? Like, why even, you know, they're not, it's a hard line. They've drawn a hard line with every other champion they've ever had. You're thirty five, thirty six. They don't care. Like John's their champ now too, so like they John's really don't 35. Care. Yeah, no, but they just but John John's abilities, John could fight, like I said, till he's forty five in the heavyweight division. He's got all the attributes that these other heavyweights don't have. So he he can
0: be there for a while. I don't Very know. Fun. Stipe tried to wrestle in Gano. That didn't that didn't work the
1: second time. That's true. Mm. Uh, but but here's the thing. Remember when we said before Francis left, we said, you better have that boxing contract about to be signed. Like when I get done, when I walk out of this room, it's signed. It wasn't signed. I know. So what are you doing?
0: Uh, You'd have to ask not Francis that. I think you have to ask Francis's management that
1: like uh, that contract should have been a done deal before you left the UFC. You would think. Yeah, you know and I'm not, nice. and and I'm gonna go back to Dana. I'm not taking Dana's word for shit. If Francis <laughs> came back and said, "Hey, you know what? I can go ahead and budge on the on the sponsors." You know, um, what else did he want? Fighter representation. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen either. So <laughs> no shit, it ain't. Gonna Those two things ain't happening. Yeah, but what was it? There was but, another one. There was another thing. No, that was. it. yeah, that shit ain't happening. But uh I mean I I'm sure they'll give him 3-4 million. I think they would, especially now that John won. that's a fight to make. I don't think they would. Dana says never, but it has passed. It has passed. Dana's lying. Dana would he'll sell it all for for to make more money. But he, he that's who he is. He's like, whatever. All right, next. All right, let's uh, wrap up on this one. Uh, some big BKFC fight announcements. Want to get your reaction to these?
0: Boy, I tell you what, take a look at this. and it, We've got Mike Perry, UFC, against Rockold, UFC, Strikeforce. We've got Chad Mendez, UFC, against Eddie Alvarez, Bellator, UFC. One got a lot of UFC uh, uh, Eddie's MMA, been everywhere. MMA guys in here.
1: What's that? Eddie's been <laughs> everywhere. Eddie, Bodog, Elite XC. Eddie goes where the, where the money, money flows. Is. When I we had talked to Eddie, I actually talked to Eddie over the phone, and he was telling me about the BKFC before, right when he left one. He goes, hey. He's like, you know, BKFC offered me a lot of money, more than I was making over at one. I'm like, he's like, but you know, if you're a stripper, he's like, it's one thing if you just do bikini stripping. He's <laughs> like, I feel like if I go to BKFC, I'd be going full nude. Well, here you are my man. <laughs> here The the money, the money got you. That's the biggest thing. The money that's got it, you.
0: The money got you. I mean, what look, this, gonna is,
1: this is this is going to be fun. I mean, Luke is not known for he's got a good boxing. It's not great. He's talented. Mike Perry's not a big guy. Nope. Luke is enormous. I wonder yep. what weight they're fighting at. Are they fighting at 85? Is Luke Well, they can't 85? be fighting at 70 because no, Luke can't make no that.
0: Way. So no. it's got to be 85.
1: You know? Um, and then Chad Mendes has fought his whole career at 45. Yep. Uh, Eddie's fought his whole career at 70. Oh, no, not whole career, but 70 no, 55. and 55. He fought 55. He fought at 70, though, in, in he Bodog. He did in Bodog, but yeah. that was a long time ago. <clears throat> so... I like what they're doing. This and you have this fight, you have this card, and then you've got George Mazdall's card. With stack, yeah. I mean stacked. You game know, red boxing. Yep, game red boxing should have uh, some good fights, man. So they're making a <clears throat> these type of fights are making um making a name for themselves. You know, they're, they're putting they're, the money out. They are. Yeah, if, if you if
0: you want to build your brand, if you want to try to grow, you got to do it mm-hmm. off of names. Well. Mike Perry, as we have said before, I think we both agree. I think, you know, you, you look at certain things and there's difference between boxing and MMA and bare-knuckle boxing. And Mike Perry was never going to be a champion in MMA. He just didn't have the full skill set to do it. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Perry is perfect for bare-knuckle boxing. Yep. He's got the right... Attitude. He's got the right personality. He's got the right style. He's a guy that gets in there and just throws heat. He's perfect for it. I think Chad Mendez has got a very good chance of being outstanding at bare knuckle boxing because he does have good power. He's got fast hands, and he can grapple. And that's part of bare knuckle boxing is the clinch and the dirty boxing. Mm. So both of those guys, I, I look at him. Barrelclaw boxing, they're they're made for mm-hmm. Luke. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure that he's made for it. <clears throat> Eddie, I'm not too sure he's made for it. But they're both great fighters, yeah. and I'm gonna enjoy watching them go against two guys that I think are made for it. Ben Rothwell's on this card too. Ooh, he's a ben, big guy, man. Big Ben. Yeah, and he, Ben can take a shot, and Ben will just keep walking forward. Yeah. And Ben's downfall in MMA, if it was gonna be one, was usually against grappling you know he got the got the submission win against you know Josh Barnett which was great and stuff but you know guys getting into his legs taking him down taking him out of his skill set well they can't do that here so you know you got to figure i think uh, now uh Allen Belcher is the heavyweight champion of bare knuckle boxing and and Belcher looks good right now yeah but Belcher against Big Ben, that would be fun. I would pay for that one. I'll watch it. A little
1: bit of a size difference. I
0: don't know, man. Belcher's big now. Yeah, Izzy.
1: He's not as tall as Ben, but, man, he's big. Damn. Uh, You know what other fight I'd like to see in bare-knuckle boxing? Is Brandon Gertz versus Derek Campos. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Let me see that in a bare-knuckle boxing fight. They had three fights, and all three of their fights were fucking fantastic. Yep, I'd love to see that fight in bare knuckle boxing. Let me ask you a question. There, we talked about this a little bit last week. How much is enough money to get you to, if you were thinking about retiring or unretiring? How much money is enough <laughs> to fight in bare knuckle boxing? Yeah, because it, it, like, like, like Eddie said, this is like full nude. I'm taking my clothes <laughs> off, baby. Why, like, why is it full nude? It's just it's just
0: a different form yeah. of an art. So what's, like,
1: let's just say hypothetically. Hypothetically. Someone wants to be offered, like, you know, someone that they fought previously and they beat. And what would be your number? Well, it depends on who that someone was. That's, you know,
0: really the big thing. It's like if you. Hypothetically, if, John. Okay, we'll say, what's a fight that people would want to see? So you could say you against Gilbert Melendez. Because you guys fought three times. All right. You could say you against Nate Diaz. Who's a free agent um, right now? That's right. That's why I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. So Nate Diaz, that brings a lot more eyeballs and money than Gilbert. So in that equation, I look and I, I don't know what Nate would make, but I know what I would ask for if it was if I was you because mm-hmm. You're the second part of that, that equation. They have to have you because you beat Nate. And I'm sure Nate would want to be able to have that fight. I think he would, if offered that fight, he would go, yes. Because he's going to look at it as you were someone that had a lot of elements, used a lot of kicks. And what hurt, what hurt him in that fight? A kick. Yeah, Can't do that in this. So, oh, this is my world. And so, if I was you, I'm gonna ask for a lot of money,
1: <laughs> a lot of money. Well, Nate's vacant right now. He's vacant. He's free. He doesn't Is have a it? contract with him. He's available to fight. Are you free?
0: <laughs> you said you're never fighting again. I know. You go, I'm I know. not
1: doing that. <clears throat> look, that's ugly. I just look at what money will do to you. I'm just thinking it's like corruptible. No, I want to know what makes a fighter go from MMA, which you know, to bare knuckle boxing, and I know it's the money. <clears throat> but yes. certain fighters like Mike Perry, this is what they're made for. Yeah. They're tailor-made for this. Um, you know, there's some fighters are just really good at this this type of fighting. I look at what would be like what would be the number? Like give me a number. What, what do you think? Like well, if I was to here, say
0: like here's what I would do. I'll be your manager. Okay? <laughs> yes. Cuz you don't need da- you know Goodbye. you out of here. You know, Bob Cook, he's already at Killcliff. You don't want him. So I'm going to be your manager, okay? And so with this, we're going to start. I want two mil. We're going to start at two mil? We're not going to start at four? Oh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Damn, I thought I was doing good with my two mil. Man, you're okay, fired. You got... You're fired already. You're already
1: fired. Wow.
0: Wow. Okay, if I got you two mil, am I still fired?
1: No, no,
0: because is that is that that before (laughs) or
1: after taxes? Yeah, Uh, that's well, you're gonna get four mil. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't think in terms of what is on the paper. Uh, I think in terms of what actually goes in my account. Yeah. So when I negotiated all my deals with Bob and the you know with other was UFC. Uh, Bellator Strikeforce whatever it was was how much am I actually going to walk away with? How much night? do I actually have in my pocket? That's what I did. Like because then that Blimey. so then you just knew what you had to budget for moving forward. So um, I just was saying like hypothetically, like if there was a guy hypothetical who's a free agent that's out there that's willing to fight. Well, I can, and, there is that guy. And where would you do? What would you do? And how much? What would be the number? I just want to get people's opinion. Well, what, what would be the number? You guys at home. Fan engagement. Let's go. In the comments below. Him. In the I comments like below. That. Or go to our, um, our onlyfans.com slash weighing in page. Go there. Leave out your comments there. Put your comments down there. Like, What would be your number if I was to fight either Gilbert or Nate or whatever in bare knuckle boxing? And which like, one what, would what you,
0: what you
1: rather have? I th- look, Honestly,
0: what about both of them? Oh, listen to you now. Now all of a sudden it's going to be two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm saying, I'm Uh, saying. Like, I honestly think if you're gonna if you're gonna do like, it would have to be Nate first. Because if you accidentally lost the Gil fight, then accidentally, accidentally Accidentally. lost it. You know, you never
0: know. (laughs) Like, Gil has nothing to do with that. No, just okay. You know, judges these days just an an accident. The
1: judging criteria is all fucked up these days. So. I mean if you, I would, it would be it would be Nate probably Nate first and then it'd be fucking Gil after that but regardless I mean how much like like what would be the number that's the thing what would be the number now, Yeah. I, that's, can,
0: I honestly I'm being honest when I say I, you'll make more with Nate Yeah that's
1: I think that's without a doubt What's it, what do you think the number should be there Dave Well I like John's. John's number seems like it's reasonable and then uh See? But then, if you beat Nate, does the number go up against Gil? Yeah, or absolutely it the in a same? rematch. No, you would just fight Nate in a rematch. Oh, yeah. And then do you fight yeah, Gil if you? I mean, the here's rematch, the thing. Look, though, <laughs> look at look
0: at Josh is already getting a rematch. No, I mean Josh I is get. doing
1: three fights in BKFC: <laughs> know, two yeah, against
0: no, Nate, yeah, two against Nate, <laughs> one against Ed, Gil. He talks to Eddie, and Eddie talks. I'm going full nude, yeah. and here comes Josh Thompson. But I'm here.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm Josh here. Let me just I'm already on, Josh is like,
0: I'm already on OnlyFans. I yep. might as well. <laughs> I might as
1: well just do the whole diddle. Yeah, might as well. Uh, Fuck it. No, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm throwing it out there because I'd like to hear what people. Yeah, see, see, if people would be, if it's even interest people. That's one thing too. Is it'd be fun. I, I don't know. I feel like it's the full oh, mood now thing. it's fun. All of a sudden, have, you, I,
0: you have been down to the cage with me. How many times and you're going?
1: Oh, it's horrible hearing I'm those like guys get t- hit. <laughs> it's horrible. It's worse than you hear them get kicked. or And when I see them tired from having to try to get takedowns, they're exhausted wrestling. I'm like, God, yeah, see. You don't have to do that in bare knuckle. You can clinch. There's no like yeah. grabbing you in double legs and takedowns and lit. No. There's none of that shit. That's a lot of work. Look, you, you know how, you know how privileged it is, how, how privileged boxers are. They only have to work one technique like Trust MMA me. guys. You got to work it all so josh yes do the bkfc man do
0: it <laughs> oh look at look at the podcast days already Dave. it's worth it man
1: dave's, dave's it. gonna be in your corner i love uh, a pillow spark back in your pillow spark back in your life man come on i gotta deal with you every day i don't have very many sparks left <laughs> <laughs> gotta conserve these things no,
0: no sparks allowed
1: hey guys want to thank you guys so much for joining us on this podcast we're having a little bit of fun here and stuff so go to OnlyFans.com/slash/weighing in. Make sure you guys subscribe there. Look, there's there's no fees. There's no there's no cost to it all. We're just dropping some extra content there. Coming up this week, Bellator is in San Jose, so we're gonna have some behind the scenes with John and I. We're gonna be talking to some fighters that are be around. And uh, the last time we were in LA, we were able to talk to Dustin, uh, Mark Coleman, Dan Henderson, and we had a list of fighters that we were able to to uh, talk with and chat with. And those interviews are actually in our clips channel on our YouTube channel. So Go there and no, check the those out. Channel. They're on the, the main, main channel? channel. Okay, yeah. so they're, sorry, they're on the main channel. All right, so check U- those Uriah. out. If you, if you didn't get it, yeah, we had Uriah as well. Sorry, I forgot about Uriah. Um, yeah, we had a chance to interview them, talk with them, catch up with them, and do all the things uh, behind the scenes. So we plan on doing some more of that coming up uh, this, this week with Bellator in San Jose. So I'm looking forward to that. There's going to be some fun times. Yes, sir. And go to our OnlyFans.com slash in. John, take us sweat bud.
0: Hope everyone enjoyed the UFC as much as we did. There were some great fights. And so just look at it like every show should be that way because that's the way we want it. So for everyone out there, thanks for tuning in. And we will see you.